0: Good afternoon. Finally. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it actually works, bro. Jesus.
1: <laughs> we actually you for the first time. It sounded good.
0: <laughs> How you doing, big man? I'm good, man. How are you?
1: Chilling, just um sipping on a fine cup of Yorkshire tea as it goes. Started adding a bit of sugar recently, you're not gonna lie. It's a bit, bit of a dangerous one, but you
0: oh know, so... my a cup of tea. Always you know... um, always class. Do you know if you don't make it, like if you don't make it for me, if I'm not with you, I don't ever touch tea. I can't make it, bro. That's
1: um, that's a bit odd.
0: It's annoying, man. if I make it, bro, like rather too milky, too watery. But They don't brew it enough.
1: Do you know what it is, bro? I'm gonna just say that the most important thing about a cup of tea is the way you brew it, bro. That 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 defines it. If you mess that part up, then you're then you're out of luck.
0: But it's mad though, because you can overbrew it, and then it's just too strong.
1: Mm, it's, it's something that comes down to feeling. You know, when like when they say like people do with spices and stuff, they're like, oh, I just do it with my heart. That's the same kind of way of brewing as well, man. You can't time it. You just gotta know. It.
0: Listen, people out there, when me and be- when, me- when me and Kate become famous, <laughs> this this guy, <laughs> this guy can make tea for real, bro. <laughs> What's that even got to do with being famous, though? I don't know, bro. <laughs> but listen, when you yeah. get when you get more love and and you get to know more people. So then I would appreciate your teas. A little bit of Yorkshire in that. General Orlando, then every evening you'll be like, oh, I'm making tea. Everyone would be like, he wants one. And then you'll be like, yeah, I'll make it, I'll make it.
1: Making it for the masses, isn't it? Mm. I have like six on at once. <laughs> anyway, Ree, we're going to go into... Um, before we go into our icebreakers, we're going to ask a question from last week. So you brought up a drink called Guinness Punch. Yeah. And I didn't... At the time, you spoke about it, but obviously I didn't really go into much detail. And one of my friends, Stephanie... So, the shout out Steph from McKendry. Yes, Steph. Um, yes, Steph.
0: Stephanie. <laughs> Steph.
1: She, um, she messaged and she was like, I need to know what a Guinness punch is. She said she likes Guinness, but no idea what a punch is. So, Reeve, you want to give us a bit of a backstory on that?
0: All right, listen, Nick. Guinness punch is a big boy Caribbean drink. Like, each each country in the Caribbean makes it like, their own way. But literally, all it is... It's really unhealthy, but oh that's what makes it so good but um, <laughs> basically like you'll get two pints of Guinness and then you'll pour it in just say like a into a jar or something, and then from that, what you do you get condensed milk, so you put that like, you pour a whole tub of condensed milk into it, then you would put like some milk into it, like normal milk, and for like flavor you'll put like a bit of nutmeg or cinnamon. You can do either or both like, i normally do both and then what you do because obviously like the beer is very liquidy and then obviously like condensed milk is like thick so you just have to really stir it so like there's no lumps at the bottom and then what you do like with like an old bottle like it can be a coke bottle or a water bottle or whatever like big ones though pull it in pour it into it and then just shake it and then put it in the freezer so put it in a freezer for like a couple of hours so like it starts to ice up a bit, but not not where it's like rock solid. And then once it's frozen nicely, you take it out, pull it into the fridge, and it should be icy cold. Bro, it's it's almost like a it's like a milkshake fire. But this drink is mad. a no joke, bro. Like, next time you come to that like, my mum's, you need to have this drink, bro. it's actually crazy.
1: I'm not gonna lie, I think I've heard of science experiments that are more simple than that, but
0: anyway. Now, I decent. promise you, I promise you now, yeah. Listen, when Keita tries this, he actually has to, like, promote it. That's, that's how nice it is. <laughs> Put it on Instagram, <laughs> recipes like, and all that. I'd be like, no, nah, real was right. This drink is mad." <laughs> no, sound, it, it, does, it does sound like
1: it would be good, though. I'm sure it
0: is. So nice, so nice.
1: Well, the, the, there's our Guinness punch. So now we're a bit educated. So I guess you've all learned something today. Well done. All right, Ree. So into our ice... Well, we've got two icebreaker questions again, as usual. One of them is
0: yeah.
1: one that I came up with. So I thought it was good. The other one is from my friend Janelle from McKendree, tennis hey, friend
0: Janelle.
1: from um, Toronto, actually. Real, re- bonus question. I'll give you a tenner if you tell me what number Toronto is known as. Like, what specific number is Toronto referred to as?
0: Oh, wait, wait. Can I ask, can I ask for, like, just one, like, get out of jail thing? No, no clues, no clues. Just oh, give me a number, oh,
1: bro. bro. You, got, you got a tenner on the way if you get this right. You got five seconds.
0: Wait, wait, wait. wait. It's, a high, it's a high number. I'll Three... Two I right, four one lucky number four. Oh, unlucky, it's the six, it's known as the six. Oh this oh my days, bro. yeah. Come on man,
1: running through the six of my woes. Yeah
0: <laughs> Anyway uh,
1: Just missed out on right. a tenner there. Especially in times where we're not making money, our tenor could have been good.
0: Oh so, I knew
1: it. <laughs> The question is Re if you could live anywhere in the world, like no restrictions,
0: where would it be? Easy bro. Dominican Republic. I have to think about that.
1: Dominican, and how many times have you been to the Dominican Republic? Never. Okay, so tell me why why you'd want to live there.
0: That's my next holiday. My next holiday destination is the Dominican Republic. I aim to go there within the next 12 months.
1: All right. Do you want to give us a bit more backdrop as to why it would be the place that you decided to live in for the rest of your life?
0: All right, listen, yeah. Whenever I go, like, whenever I've been to America, and obviously, when I got there, it's always like nice weather, so I tan up a bit. And then it's always Florida, so obviously, like like I say, bare Hispanics, Spanish, Latinos, whatever then Then people are quiet. <laughs> but oh, um, man just made him. Man, man just made himself laugh. Listen, like, I always make myself laugh. You know why? I'm <laughs> a funny geezer. But uh, yeah, the people out there always say to me like, like they, they always guess I'm from like Dominican. You know what I mean? Like every, mm-hmm. like every time I've been there with you. People talk Spanish to me from the get go, and I'm just like, nah, sorry, man, I'm I'm, I'm an English guy, mm-hmm. and I envy it. I actually wish I was like, I wish I had that like bit of like flavor in me, <laughs> bit of spice, and and I fell in love with a Dominican. I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> that's the real reason. My, my that's the real
1: reason. My people, he fell in love with a Dominican and wants to get back.
0: <laughs> I wanna camera.
1: Uh, <laughs> so you're going Dominican. Yeah, what about you? Uh, for me... Well, before I, I... forgot to say what Janelle's one was. Bro, Janelle literally messaged me about two minutes before we recorded and gave me her answer. I was like, she, she was cutting it close. Um, but she went with Fiji. Cool.
0: Ooh. That's I, don't, I
1: don't know too much about Fiji. It's like tropical in there, isn't it? I might be completely wrong. I, don't I, know, it's
0: just a, I know it's just a honeymoon destination.
1: True. So she went with Fiji. Me, bro... Pff, I mean, obviously, right now, with the knowledge that I have and on, on where I've been... For me, America is the vibe of somewhere I want to live. But there's two different places in America I would want to go. So it would either be – one would be, like, that sort of Florida, like, you know, that hot, like, city vibe. Like, almost like Orlando, maybe. I've never really been to Tampa, but for some reason, Tampa kind of comes to my mind. But the other one in America would be, like, you know, like, that sort of, like, Colorado kind of vibe. Like, the mountain – that sort of mountain places. Seriously? Um, Yeah, I don't know. I think those places look so cool. I've always wanted to go to it. I was meant to go before Corona to Colorado. But obviously, it messed up. But I just think the, the settings of those places look so chill. And I think I'd be into it. Like, obviously, I'm more of a city person, but sometimes I feel like I could enjoy that kind of a setting. So, Do
0: you know what I've been mm-hmm. doing? Bear recently, like, mm-hmm. whenever I, like, before I decide where I'm going to go on holiday, like, I always go on YouTube and just write Expedia destinations. And it will have, like, different destinations from different countries. And I just, like, just give a tourist's opinion of it. But it's actually, like, I think you should watch You know, it's really, really good i say that to that might, everybody that might have to be me afterwards
1: all right so those are our destinations janelle thanks for the question
0: thank you janelle. and
1: thank you all right my second one Ree, before we go too far it is because i've been thinking about it recently especially because times are rubbish if you could live in any t- <laughs> any other time period and you know obviously just kind of still be the same age we are now what would it be and why I'll t- I'll, t- I'll just say mine quick so for me, like that sort of like late nineteen nineties, early two thousand, just seems like a sick time. Reason being, like you know, you have phones and all that, but it's it's not overpowering like it is now. Yeah. And then for sport, sport was still really good. And after watching that Last Dance documentary, that would be a cool time to be like our age, like watching the Bulls and all of that kind of stuff. Even though if we were in England, I feel like even though we're in England, that still would have been so hyped up at the time.
0: Oh, and for sport, that would have been amazing. You know. You
1: know? and and so like. Also, that American Pie era, bro. I've been watching the, the trilogy recently. Oh, fam! I, I would love to go to college in those days because it seems so much more fun. And the music then—you know me deep down, bro. man's a rock star. I ain't so into this guy. This guy like, this enjoy spiky
0: my... <laughs> hair, like gel up his hair, guitar tacked on.
1: <laughs> like I, I enjoy my rapping that, but um, American Pie era is where it's at for me. So I'm going like late '90s, early 2000s. What about
0: you? Quick, quick question, yeah. What's your favorite American Pie? Mine's, mine's the second one.
1: Me and my mum were debating this recently, actually. And, yeah, I'm probably going to second one, too. I just like the summer vibes.
0: Oh, uh, that's such a good movie, yeah. you know. <laughs> so what are you going with? Uh, my era... Listen, I'm an old man, man. I'm an old man trapped in a, a young person's body. Wouldn't but, say um, young.
1: You're at 25 now.
0: Yeah, fucking hell, yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm getting grey hairs now as well. <laughs> I keep saying it, bro. I saw another one yesterday, man. Dangerous downhill from now. Um, I'm going to say 1970s, you know? Oh, okay. And? Like, 1970s and 1980s. Reason I think being. it's, like... Alright, when it comes to, like, the fashion, that's more my type. I, like, I To be fair, I love vintage clothing. Like, I like wearing, like, older brands, like, Fila, Alessi. Things that were, like, more popular. Like, I suppose, probably back then, um... I don't know. I, I, even like I, I sometimes I think I get influenced by like TV shows as well, like mm. Snowfall and stuff like that. Listen, Snowfall. If you haven't watched it, watch it. That is a showcase. Or watch it. It's on BBC iPlayer, bro.
1: My boys, um, my boys, putting out a plug.
0: No, it's fair. In fact, if you watch that, for, the reason I like them shows, bro, they like education. They wise you mm. up. Fair but, play. Um, no, that
1: doesn't look
0: good. Yeah, no. I probably, I probably do it for them reasons, you know. Like I, I just like when you watch movies back then as well. I think it just. It's anything that like, I can imagine that, like, you know, like now that like, we're more accepting, there was more accepting. Obviously, back then, it probably peak. Like, if you're True. black, if you're gay. Do you know what I mean? No, 100%. So, but all other right. Than that, that's me. All
1: right, so you're going with the 1970s slash 80s. Yeah. Wicked. All right. So, well, th- those are our little intro. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you, Janelle. And thank you, Keza, for the excellent questions.
0: <laughs> thank you, ladies.
1: And yeah, we'll go into it from there. E. So over to you.
0: All right, guys. Obviously, last week was me nattering on about my story. A
1: <laughs> little bit, but a little bit of boredom there.
0: <laughs> obviously, we broke it down into like two stories. So obviously, this is the second part today, and today Kase is going to talk about a significant moment in his life and. That's going to be about his grandma, like, passing away. And he's basically just going to say, like, how it changed his life and basically, like, the age when it happened to him and everything like that and the transition he went through. But before he starts it, all I want to say, obviously, I love case's grandma. She was amazing. To be fair, bro, she was the reason why I like Lamb. Lamb. Yeah, because I remember, like, like growing up, like, my mom never cooked lamb. Like, we never, ever had lamb, like, growing up. I think we had it, like, once or twice.
1: Yeah.
0: And then I remember, like, there was one time I had dinner. It was, like, me, you, and your grandma. And... I'm at my house. Yeah, yeah. And she, like, was seasoning meat. And then I remember she was, like, oh, like, we want to stay for dinner. So I remember I stayed over. It's like, I think, like, after gym or something. Mm-hmm. And then when she was cooking lamb, she was, like, you know going to have it. And I was, like, I was, like, yeah, yeah, of course. But then in the back of my mind, I was, like, oh, I don't like lamb. Mm. And then I remember it was like, is it said lamb, lamb, like lamb shank, lamb ribs or something like that. And then when she, the bro, the way she seasoned it, oh, that, that converted me. I was like, what? This is lamb. I was like, this is peng. <laughs> I was like, no, way. like, her cooking standards. Oh my God. It was different. It was beautiful, bro. It was bro. different. Like amazing cooking. That's a nice story. I like that. I have to say it. Sorry, man. That's in my head. Nah, big love, big love. Anyway, Kazar, get into it, bro.
1: Nah, yeah. So, firstly, the reason why I wanted to talk about this topic, obviously, there's a couple of reasons. Um, I guess the main thing is, the topic of this week is to kind of chat about maybe losing a parent at a young age and how it can, how it can change you. Because when it happened to me, bro, I was only 17. And like the whole process started when I was 16 and she started getting ill and stuff. So, obviously, I was pretty young. Um, So, hopefully, if someone listens to this, that, you know, if you do unfortunately lose someone at a young age, um, maybe my story can kind of give you maybe a little bit of tips. It can show you how I've turned out. Or you can even make you think, oh, like, maybe Keiser didn't do things great. Um, Now that I'm in this situation, maybe I can do things a bit better after what he said. And then the other reason why I wanted to talk about it simply, bro, is – like I said to you before, bro, Like my mind every day on like religion changes. I one day I believe in God afterlife. Next day I believe in nothing. So in that sense, I'm not, I'm not one of those guys that's like cool. Like afterlife, afterlife, I'll see her then, whatever. But one thing I do believe a lot in is keeping someone's memory alive by like chatting about them a lot. And I think simply by doing this podcast today, it it keeps the conversation of her going. And it puts her in the mind of other people, which is a big thing for me. Cause one thing I've always been quite protective about is, and most um, my American friends, especially that listen to this, they'll kind of get this is that aside from a few, I've never really spoken about her to them because
0: yeah.
1: I, I always felt so, so protective about, about the whole situation that I felt like if you didn't know the relationship I had with her, um, mm. you wouldn't, you wouldn't truly appreciate like who she was to me because at the end of the day, yeah, she's my grandma. So like, and I know in society, usually a grandma is someone you might not see as often, like, you know, they're a bit older, you, they might not be, obviously you're close to them, but it might not be, like, the person in your life. But, like, I want it to be known, like, like she was my mum, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like, you you know this, people that I went to school with know this, like, to primary school and secondary school, they know who she was to me. Um, and how, like, you know, she she raised me completely, like, from a baby. Um mm. But I've always felt quite protective talking to new people about her just because I didn't I don't know if they'd fully appreciate the whole story of, of her life and who she was to me. And so a big reason yeah. I wanted to do this today is because I, I, I want I almost want those people to now have an idea of who she is. And it kinda carries her legacy, I guess is the word, in other people's <laughs> minds, which is for me it just expands it expands her more, you know?
0: Do you know it's like it's like to be fair, me and kays were saying it earlier. He, he called me out on it earlier, but um, <laughs> Disney there's a Disney movie called Coco, but like there was one part of it when he was the the, um, the ghost was basically saying or the skeleton was saying like you're never really dead until like almost like the last person has forgotten about you. Do you know what That's, I mean? Yeah, so, like, exactly. Basically, like we, we live forever just as long as you're remembered.
1: I don't wanna live forever. It's true, though. So,
0: yeah, no, that's, it's very true.
1: That's why in my head it's like, all right, cool. Like, I don't know if I believe in God and afterlife, but I definitely do believe in chatting about someone and keeping them alive. Through my uncle said it very well, he the way that he likes to keep her memory alive is through cooking because you've tried his cooking, he, he he cooks pretty much the same meals that she cooks. Obviously, he adds his yeah. little thing to it, but he does that very similar, and that's his way of keeping her alive. Is all right, I keep her alive through her food. Um, yeah, his
0: cooking is good as well,
1: and then but me, I keep her alive, maybe. I chat to I chat to people about her. At, at least now, maybe I'll be a bit more open about it. I've always been very reserved on talking about her. It's obviously to people like you, I'm not because you you know her. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyway, that's that's my that's the reason why I think I want to chat about it. Um. And then yeah, I guess I'll just kind of go into the next bit now, just kind of chatting about like when when she died. So like I was 16. I'm not going to go into too much detail. Um. But yeah, when I was 16, she obviously got ill. And that was a big changing point for me because, bro, like, growing up, me and her were tied to the hip. Like, we'd done everything together. She took me to football. Yeah,
0: you know, we super close, like, super, super close.
1: Exactly, like, best friends. So, like, you know, we went to football together. <laughs> we went to tennis together once I switched sports. Um, you know, she was on and me, me for my...
0: football what? days on the weekends? Like, your, I remember, like, your mum and, like, your grandma would always be there.
1: Exactly, Yeah, bro, the whole family would turn oh, up Reckon it? That was, like, my favourite time in life, bro. Like, five or yeah. Sundays, Sundays, so the, the whole family would turn up. So, yeah, like, she, she was obviously <laughs> instrumental in all of that, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, she signed me up for everything. Mm. She got me into all of this. Um, yeah. But, yeah, then she got ill when I was 16. So it was like, wow, okay, like, now I have to kind of help her out, which for me was like, how do I do this? Like, I'm so reliant on her, but now I have to kind of help her with things. Yeah. Um. So that was obviously a big shock. And then she ended up passing the next year from something different, actually, which was just a, a really weird one. And so at this point, it was August 2013, so I'm 17 now. And, yeah, that's that's kind of just a little backdrop into what happened. So that was, yeah, so it's kind of a process from, like, 2012 up to 2013, just that whole year of her basically being unwell. She got better for a bit as well, which was a bit, you know, it was nice, but then it was a bit like, wow, then she obviously died after that. So, yeah, that was just a kind of a little backdrop on my grandma and a little bit of... um. A little backdrop into kind of
0: those last few months yeah with her. so yeah can i ask you like so like once she like passed away like how was life like like after that like you see like the next few months like how was life like because mm. obviously that must have been like that's just a crazy like i always say the word transition but that's crazy from like like having like the most influential person to like that is not there no more do you know what i mean nice nah, it's, it's, it's a
1: good question bro so like those first few months were really weird because as you know, I, the, the house that I grew up in was like, it was our family house. So I grew up in that house with all of us. So it was me, my mum, my grandma, my uncle, and my auntie. And it, yeah. it was the five of us. I think that's quite, that's quite an Asian thing. Like, you know, everyone stays together for a long time. Um, yeah. obviously a few, couple of years before that, my auntie got married, so she moved out, but you know, she was obviously still around. Um, so our family was so, still really like close knit. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, all I knew was this family house in Fulham, and I was super comfy there. And then yeah, she dies, and then the first few months afterwards were weird, man, because how do I want to say this? So like, they were they were weird because I, as a kid, bro, like she was my grandma, innit? Like I, even though you know she was my mom, like she raised me like as my mom and stuff. At the yeah. end of the day, I knew, I'm not dumb. I know she's my grandma. She's ten, she's fifty. She was fifty years older than me, so. In the back of my head, I always understood like, okay, she's not gonna live till I'm like fifty or sixty, you know, like yeah, like yeah. like, a, like someone's mum would, unless like some magic thing happened. Um, <laughs> so I always understood I was like, you know, like I'll be grateful if she makes it till I'm like thirty or so, you know. That was that was my kind of back That was my kind of like expectation. So for it to all just suddenly happen at sixteen, seventeen, I'm just like, whoa, like. And in my head, bro, I always thought as a kid, once my grandma dies, I'm I'm just gonna go crazy, like I'm just gonna. I'm just going to like, you know, just, (laughs) I'm just going to be a mess after that. And that was my big, my big fear. So in the months after that, bro, and this is one thing that I kind of regret. And I I want people to listen to this that might, if you do do someone, even whatever age, it doesn't even matter, young age, you know, obviously it hurts regardless is I don't think I dealt with it well enough at the time. I think I tried, I was so obviously hurt when it happened and so shocked that instead of like confronting what's happened, I tried to like hide it under, I tried to like brush it under the rug in the sense yeah. that I was like, oh yeah, you know, like, oh, she's dead now, like, oh man, like, that that's rubbish, but you know, whatever, like, I'm just gonna keep living my life. Like, and I don't say that in the sense that you shouldn't live your life after you 100% should, because that's what the person that's died would want for you to do. But I think you should embrace your emotions a bit more after that. So, like, my uncle always said this well to me, he was like, Enjoy your enjoy the good times and the bad times just as much as each other, in like in the sense that not enjoy the good the bad times, but like embrace the feeling of feeling shitty or feeling rubbish because it makes you it makes the good times feel better and it's good to not hide away from those situations. Like when you're stressed out and stuff, I feel like we try to convince ourselves, oh no, I'm not stressed, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. When in reality, it's like no, nah, you are stressed, but it's okay. Like deal with, like you can. It's it's like a learning it. experience as well, isn't it? Exactly. It's like now nah, confront how you feel right now. Like yeah, you're sad. Like don't pretend you're not sad. Of course you're sad, but <laughs> fe- like feel the sadness. You know, like embrace the feeling in a way. And that's what I didn't really do, man. I didn't I didn't embrace that feeling. I I just tried to get back into tennis straight away. I tried to pretend like nothing happened. I was like yeah, hey, I'm cool. I'm cool. Like, like oh yeah, I know she's dead, but you know we're like whatever. Like. It's, it's all good, like, and that's something I kind of regret, like, and I think now, even to this day, it, it messes, it messed me up a bit, because, um, that's Can I ask what you I think,
0: something? yeah, like, in hindsight, like, do you feel like there was an appropriate way to, like, deal with it, like, do you know what I mean, like, do you reckon that some people, like, is there ever, like, an appropriate way, like, do you feel like you could have done something different to, like, obviously, like, just make it not feel as bad as what it did for you?
1: Nah, because I, one thing I do know about grief is that everyone goes through it differently. So I'm not. There's not like yeah. a certain, there's not a certain way to go about things. We all do it differently. Just for me personally, I think i was so young though. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I don't know. I'm 17 years old. Like I don't know how to how to deal with this kind of stuff.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So in my head, the natural thing was just like, yeah, like just forget it's happened, just pretend like nothing's happened, and just move on. So looking back now, as I'm 24, I would I would maybe tell myself then like nah man like like feel this like even if it means you're more upset in the short term it will do you better in the long term um
0: so did you ever, like did you ever consider anything like therapy or not at the time like,
1: like t- i'll be honest bro i have had like sessions like over the years like with people and i've spoken about it but i never go into full detail and i think that's like again me being a bit protective over that stuff
0: um, yeah, I hear that.
1: But yeah, I think I would have just said to myself like, "Oh man, like in these first few months, like K's like it's okay to be sad. Like, embrace that you're sad. Like, don't don't hide it because you are sad. Like, um. So yeah, and so anyway, so that was that. And then the few months afterwards were kind of crazy, man, because now all of a sudden it's like we have this family house, but it's my grandma's family house. And like everyone now is kind of like, maybe we should we should all go our different ways. So we sold up the family house pretty quickly. And then, you know, I moved in with my mom still in Fulham, obviously. So that was nice. I was still in the area, but my uncle got his place. Obviously my auntie's away. So now all of a sudden it's like from being all together. Now my grandma's dead and we're all in completely different places. And it's just like oh, a completely different place still in like West and Southwest London. But you know what I'm saying? Um, So that was like the yeah, first few that's... months after me. And that, that was, a, that was a tough change for me, man. Cause I'm just like, what the fuck? And I'm still in school at the same time as well, so it's just a lot to kind of. Actually, no, I, I will say that we stayed in the house until I finished um, my A-level, so that was a good thing. We all, like the my my family held off selling it until I finished school, which was really good of them.
0: Yeah, that's, that's nice.
1: So yeah, that was the sort of the first few months afterwards.
0: That's so mad, though, man. Like everyone together, to, like everyone apart and doing their different things. It's
1: like, and I'm not saying it in like a resentment way. It was needed. It's like there's. That was her house, you know? Like, we, we, do, we don't all need to be living in there now. She's not there, really.
0: Yeah.
1: Now it makes sense for us to go our different ways. But, yeah, that was sort of the first few months after that.
0: Yeah, as I remember. It, I do fact, actually remember those times. <clears throat> I actually probably remember it. Because I remember I you remember. were still, like... You were 6 woman, and I was at, what, Kingston Cottage, innit?
1: Exactly. And, like, obviously, yeah. we, were, we were still so close. And it was a weird time for me, man. And then I went into, like, a gap year before uni and i was just i'll be honest man i felt like, like looking back at that time now i felt like i was spaced out for most of it i felt like i wasn't like present in the moment you know what i mean i felt like i was just kind yeah. of like going i was going i was just going through the motions a lot pretending like i think i put that sort of protective bubble on myself that i just kind of numbed everything out because when i look back at that time now bro i feel like i don't remember anything i feel like
0: yeah i, no, I definitely i, I definitely see what you're saying yeah
1: I just hid it all, like, I just convinced myself I'm cool, and yeah, so that that was sort of, like, the time she died, and the, the first few months afterwards, that's kind of what all happened with me.
0: Do you think it's, like, give you, like, thicker skin, so that you can take on, like, I don't know, like, you know, like, life is, like, people say, life's a bitch, but do you feel like now you can take it on a bit more? I like think so, bro,
1: like, 100%, because sometimes when I'm going through a shitty period or whatever I always say to myself if I can lose my grandma and still be okay after that bro, I'll be okay after anything you know yeah. um so that's why like maybe maybe things don't affect me as much as they might have been in the past I don't know if it's made me a bit more like colder though emotionally um I don't think so but I could definitely see that potentially being a thing that's what that's for other people to say because they, they're the ones that see me maybe I don't in certain situations maybe I'm not as like emotional anymore because of it but yeah i don't know i think definitely it's definitely it had to strengthen me up bro because it happens at 17 so like think about it i go from zero to 17 being raised by her literally attached to her side her doing everything for me to now all of a sudden like shit i have to and obviously big credit to the rest of my family they were amazing throughout but nothing obviously compares to her do you know what i mean so i'm not having to like become an adult quick (laughs) quick i'm not like 12 but you, you get what i'm saying um, I have to do all this stepping up really quickly, so I think in that sense, yeah, definitely, it definitely kind of strengthened me up in a way to kind of go on after that.
0: So like, I remember that now. So like, obviously, like college is like finished and sixth form finished, and now it's like university. But like, by you going to America, like, do you feel like, do you feel like this whole experience like more motivated you? towards going to America because I, I always felt like with you like you would always gonna I always thought you was gonna stay in like London especially do you know what I mean
1: yeah um so do you
0: feel like yeah yeah
1: by the way to my American friends when we say college we mean um that's like our end of high school in America we don't mean university
0: yeah yeah because <laughs> like when we say uni that's like what uni, uni is it, university is like their college in it
1: yeah they, they, they say university or college they say both ones but yeah, when we say college in England, we mean the last couple of years before
0: university. Too many times in America I've been like, Yeah, I just I'll just finish I'm, I might have been I've just finished uni And they'll be like, Wait, what's uni? And I'm like university <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oh my god, you mean college?
0: I'm like new no, I mean university. You <laughs> need uni- um...
1: <laughs> Oh that's strong. Um yeah bro, alright, so going go to America <laughs> the big thing I've always said about America is, and I don't think I realised it at the time but while I was there now afterwards going to America was like the biggest tribute I could have done for her because growing up she was so my, my grandma was so good at like making, doing, the, like pushing me to be good in both academics and sport, you know how like the typical Asian Asian parents are like strict on their kids to like be good at studies, be good at studies but like she was on on me for my studies, but she also understood the importance of like hobbies and sports and stuff. So she was yeah. just as much as she was like do your homework. She was like, oh, let's go and play football. Let's go and play tennis too. And she worked so hard, bro, throughout her life to like make me excel on both of those things. She'd take me everywhere, drive me everywhere, buy me whatever I needed, sign me up for clubs, this and that. Um, you know, she only, she 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 could drive in the '90s, and she stopped driving for like 15 years and only picked it up again just so she could drive me to like sports basically or school and stuff like she hated driving but i don't know if she, like, she ever said that to you or you could notice it no. but she hated being on the road like she was so nervous but she literally just done it just so i
0: could get from a to b i remember that time in year 11 and she, i met you like do you remember that? um business studies did like um like revision classes like before school had actually started and i remember i I I remember I got to your house at like I think it was like 7 o'clock because I remember like the booster started at 7.30. Yeah. Do you remember that? No, 100%. Yeah, but I, I
1: like that. He used to pick you up and take you.
0: Yeah, that, that was very nice.
1: But that was the thing. She didn't even enjoy driving, man, like, but she'd just done it you know, just for me. And So anyway, yeah, going back into the whole thing, like she tried to push me in both areas. Going to America now looking at it was like the perfect tribute to her because I went to another country and I not only continued my sport at a high level, I got to get an education out of it too. So, I think, like, if she was alive or, you know, if she knew about that, I think she'd be so happy because she'd be like, that's almost like her job done in a way, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so, that now looking back on it, I was talking to Dylan recently from Southfields.
0: Yeah. And
1: who, by the way, Dylan, bro, you've been, you've been really cool about the whole podcast stuff, man. I appreciate that. And yes, Dylan. he obviously knew her very well, too. And he was saying that he said the exact same thing, like, it's a tribute to her to go to America because you've done both of those things. So, yeah, man, it's a weird one because if she was alive, I don't even think America would have been a fault for me, man, because, like I said, I was so so tied to her that I, I, I wouldn't have even wanted to leave the city because I, I obviously wanted to just be with her every day. So her dying then kind of made me be like, all right, cool, like, I guess I can maybe go out and explore the world a bit now. And that's why eventually I did go to America and I'd done that whole thing there. So, you know, in that sense, um, I, That's I like went... another
0: question. Do you f- do you feel like like her passing away? Do you feel like it almost like brought you out your show a bit more? Because obviously, like I suppose you had to like grow up alone like a little bit. Do you know what I mean like a bit more independence?
1: No, hundred percent, bro. Yeah. Um, no, it definitely brought me out of my show because, like I said, like I was I was content to just spend every day with her. Like that was fine. I loved just chilling with her, watching. Bro, did you watch Midsummer Murders back in the day? Do you know that show?
0: Yeah, it's on ITV, innit?
1: Bro, yeah. You know, back in the day when you, you had like five channels? And yeah. And Midsummer Murders, bro, Coronation Street, that was our vibe, man. Like, we would, we would be chilling to them shows. And, but I was cool with that, man. Like, that was, that was fine for me. Like, I enjoyed that. But then obviously, now she's, like, now she's passed on. And it's like, all right, cool. Like, maybe I should, I guess I should go and do some other stuff now. So then, yeah, you know, naturally, I start maybe meeting up with more friends, going out. Um, I go to America. Her dying just naturally strengthened me anyway in the sense that I had to grow up quicker. Um
0: mm-hmm.
1: so yeah, bro, that's to answer that is have I answered your question? Kind of. Um
0: Yeah. Kind of. I remember the like like even like me trying to get you to come out, that used to be effort. I remember I had birthday dinners, I've had house parties. Now I, I was like the first person <laughs> the first person I'd be like, I'm like, case, listen. Like bear people to come, but you have to come. And it. Like, yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and then Tools and he's like, no, no, I can't, no, I can't. Eventually, I think I had three house parties, eventually came to the last one.
1: That last one was good, you know. <laughs> Shout out Joanne and Alan as well, my boys. They came to that with me. That was, oh, yeah, they that, came, was good. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: that was a fun house party. Yeah, um, life. But yeah, bro, nah, um to answer your question, yeah it, it obviously brings me out of my shell because now like I'm not alone, but now it's like, all right, cool. Like, let me go and do things now, I guess, because I don't really have her to chill with. So I guess I might as well go do some other stuff. So, yeah, and then going to America, I think she would be so happy if she knew about that, the the whole American experience. I think, like...
0: Yeah.
1: I think it's exactly what she would have wanted. Like, even though at the time, neither of us, like, when she was alive, neither of us even knew about America being an option in that sense. But if she did know about it, I think she would have been so like, nah, case, you got to do this. Like, this is literally what we've been working for since you were a <laughs> kid is to get an opportunity like this so, for it to end up happening. And then now look how well I talk about America. I speak so highly of that time as well. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely. Do you have,
0: sure. do you have like one memory, like one memory that's just like more outstanding than the others? That's something that just like, like always like stays with you.
1: Bro, I know this sounds cheesy, man, but when she was ill, obviously, bro, I, I, could, I could be sitting here for hours and tell you about wicked stories about her.
0: Yeah. But
1: one thing I always will remember is when she was ill, I went downstairs one day and she was in the kitchen and I, um, you know, obviously like, she's ill now. So in my head, I'm like kind of almost preparing myself that she could potentially pass at some point. And I went into the kitchen and I remember just hugging her, bro. But I, I remember as I was hugging her, I said to myself, I was like, Kay's like, Remember this hug, like as you're hugging her, like remember this, cause like in your long-term memory, like put it in your memory now, so you can always mm. look back, always look back and remember like this specific hug. Um, cause obviously you know you hug people throughout your life, you don't remember every hug. Um, yeah. But this one specifically, bro, I was like, nah, like remember this hug, cause you don't know like if it's like how much more you're gonna get. Um, man's getting emotion. Man's get going deep on this stuff, but you know what I'm saying. It, <laughs> it was yeah. um. That was that was a cool one with her, and then like a, a fun one, bro. Um, I don't know, bro. That was, like a week before she died, actually, she was actually in okay health because then the the death thing came about um, randomly. But I just remember me and her went to she, she used to come with me to all my tournaments, and she went to me with me to one in North London, and I had like an evening match, yeah. and it was just such a nice. It was a nice. I think I was like the only match on court, and she was sitting like watching me, but at the same time, like she was kind of reading her books. Um, she used to like always like love love reading her book because she didn't fully understand tennis, so she's not going to be like glued to my match. Um, but, you yeah, know, yeah. she was like kind of watching the match and reading her book. And I, I remember it was just a nice night, bro. Like, it was like the sort of sunset time and stuff. And mm-hmm. I won the match too, so it was just a good feeling. So that was like a really nice like last sort of memory of her. But yeah, I mean, like I said, bro, I could be here all day telling you stories. But that was, that was that's nice. Right,
0: well, my last question to you, bro, is do you have any advice for like other people like that have lost like a significant person in their their life and like do you have any advice to them like how they could cope with it way like methods or ways of like dealing with it
1: lovely question that lad Um... um yeah like i said earlier bro i think you gotta embrace it like you gotta embrace it at the time like you gotta accept like all right I've just lost my mom, dad, like, whatever, like, I've lost. But you got to just be like, all right, this is horrible. This is rubbish. Like, I'm very upset right now. But I'm going to accept these feelings that I have. And I'm not going to hide them. And I don't mean in the sense, like I said before, man, I don't mean just fucking just sit in your room crying all day long. Like, still get on with your life as, as well as you can. Because, like I said, that person that died wouldn't want you to be a mess after that but i do think you you mm. got to embrace the feeling man like you got to accept like all right cool um let me let me feel this like this sort of sadness because it will do you better in the long run because like i said even me now yeah. bro, 7 years later it still kind of messes me up here and there and you know that's something i'll sort out myself but um i think that's one big thing um another big thing is like look man like i guess to be more positive on it like Time, like, I remember at the time, where People used to say to me, like, oh, time's the best healer for these things. Like, you know, you just got to let time do its thing. And I was like, oh, shut up, man. Like, this is going to be rubbish for the rest of my life now. And, but mm. it's true, man. Like, the months go by, days, weeks, months, years go by, and, like, things do get, like, you're okay afterwards, bro. Like, look at me now. Like, I'm 24, almost 25, but, and I'm still very happy. I love my life. Like, I've got good friends. I've made friends with good people. Um, so, that like, you know, that's another thing, like, you you would look at me and you you might not expect like something so tragic has happened to me when i was a kid and so that's another thing i would say i'd be like embrace it and also realize you will be cool bro like and i i i hope i only expect as the years continue to go by um that will only continue to maybe improve in my head um and then finally the last thing that i would say is like i said at the beginning keep their memory alive by chatting about them though like still still tell people good stories about them like talk to your best friends that knew them or talk like I'm doing now talk to people that didn't know them and and like tell them nice stories too because now my hope is that even maybe five people who didn't know her that listen to this podcast now think about my grandma like oh like that's why Keiser is who he is like that's the reason he plays tennis that's the reason he does this like um that's the reason he's a chill person because one thing i've always been told bro that really makes me happy i've been told by a lot of family is that personality wise i'm very similar to her um maybe even the most out of like my family which is natural because you know i was with her 24 7 but that's kind of why i'm like i'm quite laid back and chill because she was too and that's why me and you obviously
0: yeah
1: me and you are so close because we're both very similar like that and yeah. so yeah bro like to finish that off it would just be like chat about them like chat about them to new people keep them alive in that sense and if you're religious that's cool bro sometimes i wish i was religious because then i'd be like yeah cool afterlife and that you know what i'm saying um, but obviously i'm not gonna force that but like i said man like keeping someone's memory alive by chatting and stuff is definitely a good go-to so um, i'm sure there's more advice that i could give but those are probably the top three and then your extended family around that, man, because, like, now look at it, but, like, i still got my mum, my auntie, and uncle who all were amazing at the time, and I, I, I want that to be known as well. Like, we all had to become... We all had to, like, you know, help each other out in this situation, even though we're all going through a horrible thing. Like, they've lost their mum. And... But, you know, like, flash forward now, seven years later, we're all okay. We're doing our thing. We're all in touch. Um, yeah. So, don't let... Don't let maybe your other family links weakened because that person's now died don't think oh well my mom's dead now so i'm just gonna bun everyone else off too like you gotta keep them strong so mm-hmm. yeah man i'm just kind of reeling but that's kind of that's kind of the story man wow we are going into the 40s today and that come on
0: <laughs> in it I just no to be fair though bro that, that was a nice that was a nice story session hope you enjoyed it lad and thank you for sharing no it. problem Well you're talking I, I can't even like normally at previous episodes i'll be silly but this one, I was actually like, I was listening on my heart. Now,
1: I, 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 was, I was thinking going into this one, I was like, I was talking to Ethan. I was just texting him before we were recording this. And I was like, look, man, this probably ain't going to be the podcast where you're like cracking up as much as usual. Like, hopefully we, yeah, hopefully yeah. some people got lost in the intro. Let me get a drink of water because my throat is jammed up.
0: Bro, I'm like,
1: Ugh. Man, man's been talking, bro. Man's, yeah, man's feeling a bit dodged. Um, but now, I, I was, anyway, now I'm talking. Bro. And I just right, right, say
0: right. he started, it's the forty forty second minute in case of being rude. All right. Go on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I would just say like today's probably not gonna be the podcast like where it's bare funny, but it's a it's a nice convo to chat about. It gets people knowing more and it probably helps some people out. So yeah. Yeah, bro, that's that's me.
0: Like I was gonna say, now to conclude, <laughs> guys. <laughs> thank you for supporting our podcast and listening. Obviously we hope you take something from this. And last week's story one as time well. in reincase. <laughs> but yeah, thank you guys, man. And like please leave comments and even like throw suggestions of like topics maybe that like you want us to talk about <laughs> in like future episodes and stuff like man, that. Imagine if the sound didn't work on this, bruv. Man ain't doing this twice. <laughs> oh my god, you can't, you know. I can't, but man's pulled his heart out. You know how you
1: said last week like yeah. you feel good after that. I feel good too, man.
0: You feel waitless. Weightless.
1: Man's gonna go, man's gonna go for a little walk now to get a air in that. All right, fella. All right, bro. So, yeah, we'll get the next one in next week. Hopefully you guys like it, and we'll go from there. But, Ree, big love.
0: Yeah, you too, bro. Catch, Catch you around. around, lad.
1: Peace. Bye, guys.